1: Two of our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel. sitting so again, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Our toll-free telephone number, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. By the way, did you see where Bruce Springsteen got arrested for DWI a couple of months ago? It was just revealed the uh, last week. Uh, very interesting. In his, in his home state where he's basically a god. Uh, we talked about that on the podcast. Very strange. Uh, anyway... 844 843 6879. You go to our uh, website, oppositepicks.com, hit the contact, Scott icon. If you want to email me, uh, send a tweet, it is at opposite picks. That's O P P O S I T E PIX P I C K S. How about that? Basketball last night, they did it again. The red hot Utah Jazz. Uh, they beat Philadelphia playing without Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons, though, boy, I tell you what, uh, you know, maybe you lost the battle, but you won the war, Philadelphia fans. If, if Ben Simmons can play like he played last night, uh, you'll be much better off. 42 points in the loss, albeit a loss, though. Uh, as Utah wins, they are now 19-1 and 1 their last 20 games. I mean, they are just a, a machine right now. They covered again as they win it by 11, 134, 123. So they are now 18-1-1 one one against the spread their last 20 games. 19-1 and one straight up and covering all but uh, one and a half, if you will. There was one push in there. Amazing. They fell behind early, 42-35. They rallied to take a small lead at halftime, extended it a little bit in the third quarter, pushed it to 10, heading into the fourth quarter, and uh, they, they coasted, although it was a good back-and-forth affair, 134-123. As, uh, believe it or not, uh, Jordan Clarkston, remember him, the former L.A. Laker, goes for 40 last night for the Jazz. Coming off the bench, 13 of 20 shooting, 8 of 13 from three-point land. The Jazz hit 40% of their threes last night. Boy, it's 40%, uh, only 52% overall. Uh, Mitchell, uh, only 24 but uh, but they are just unbelievable. Uh, j- just remark You probably could name, you know, four guys, three guys, two guys, you know, outside of Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. You know, really, could you name anybody else under their starting team or even their entire team? Probably not. But here they sit with the best record in the NBA. They are cruising along. They're going through a little seven-game gauntlet here where they're taking on some of the best teams in the East and some of the best in the West. And uh, so far, undefeated as uh, they uh, improved to 23-5. and five. They beat now, in this little stretch, um, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philadelphia. So the four best teams in the East, they beat them. And now they have coming up the Clippers twice, Charlotte, no big deal, and the Lakers. But as we pointed out in our number one, you know, if you're going to be playing these teams, and this is what the, uh, you know, the naysayers, the ammunition will be, <coughs> you know, they're playing Boston when Boston's struggling. They're playing the uh, the Heat when they're playing just lousy basketball. They played Philadelphia last night without Embiid. They may be playing the Clippers, uh, who didn't have Kawhi or Paul George or, or Beverly last night. So I don't know if they're going to have them later on this week. And then they're going to be playing the Lakers without Anthony Davis for sure. So you're playing the best teams and you're winning so far, but you're playing all these teams at the exact time. But you know what? That's what you need sometimes. You need a little luck. You need a little karma. You know, you need the breaks to go your way. You're not going 19 and one without a little help from uh, you know the sports gods from above. And uh, you know, I don't care if you're playing literally Topeka, Kansas. So you win 19 or 20 games. That's good. No matter who you're playing and who's playing for those teams, that is damn good. 18, one and one. Honestly, i googled it some uh, you know gambling website has to come up with this stuff uh that has got to be if not the best certainly it is one of the best against the spread streaks that i remember uh, again football you have point spread so you have to cover baseball it's just winning hockey it's just winning so you really only have well and college basketball i'll throw those you know in college football so you got college football college basketball nfl and nba you got three major sports where point spreads come into play Uh, otherwise baseball and hockey just got to win you lay odds but there's no point spread right you can lay runs and and goals but it's it's just winning so you got four four sports i can't remember another streak like this i know there have been some good ones but i can't imagine that many better than 18 one and one um you know so somebody Somebody, I got to give my, uh, our buddy Mark Lawrence a call. He's got it. You know what? I, tomorrow I'll have it for you. No doubt, Mark's got this computer that just spits out everything. Um, you know, and, and no doubt he will have it in his newsletter. Some of the greatest against the spread streaks. I, you know, and if he does, then I'll, like I said, I'll contact him and I'll I'll get the numbers for you. I'll, I'll do it today because that that's got to be up there. It just it has to be. I mean, you know, nineteen and one. There might be some teams that have won a few more. Obviously, the Lakers streak. But it's the against the spread streak that really is just to win these games is one thing, but to win and cover as they've been favorites in darn near all these games is just amazing. Nets game went over last night as well, and the Cadaver game uh, they they failed to cover. So we've been following you know basically three monster streaks in the NBA the last couple of weeks, and all three hit last night. Utah covers Nets game goes way over one thirty six one twenty five. And Cleveland gets wallowed by Golden State 129.98. And uh, they have now failed to cover in 11 straight. 0 and 11 against the spread. How about that little three team parlay on FanDuel? Could have made six to one odds. And you, you wouldn't have had to break a sweat on really any of them, believe it or not. Uh, every day should be that easy. Every day. Did I cash in? No. And I'll explain why. Spins against Rose, falls down, ball knocked loose, picked up by Burks, and Burks fights quickly. Emmanuel quickly stops, puts up a three, it's good, Emmanuel quickly from downtown. And I swim by the Knicks last night as uh, they the, uh, take care of the uh, Atlanta Hawks at home. The Hawks had no business, no business being a road favorite in that basketball. I, you know, sometimes there are lines that just make you scratch your head. Now, listen, it's the Knicks. I get that, and they shouldn't be monster favorites. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the Knicks are uh, had a better record than the Hawks. The Knicks beat the Hawks earlier this year. The Knicks have won four of six heading into that game. Now, five of eight or five of seven. Uh, you know, the Hawks have been struggling. They had lost, uh, you know, three in a row and uh, eight of ten, and yet somehow Atlanta was favorite again. You know, it's, it's, you know, and then when you see those lines, you say to yourself, ah, you know, they must know something. And, you know, listen, in today's day and age, you know, you could find out later on that the Knicks have five players out and, and you don't want to bet on a team like that uh, because, you know, it's unlike a superstar player. So it's, you just wonder, even when they give you a gift, you just wonder, right? You, you still scratch your head and you really can't take, can't take advantage of it because you think something's wrong. So. Hawks lose. They fall five games under 500 at 11-16. and Knicks may actually make the playoffs this year. They're actually playing some decent basketball with Thibodeau. They started off okay. Uh, They got into a little bit of a funk there. And and now they've kind of jumped out of that, winning, uh, like I said, three in a row now. And, uh, you know, they're a game under 500, which is not great. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's the Knicks. So anything better than uh, not making the postseason is an improvement for them. So we have all these great streaks last night, right? Jazz win and cover, Brooklyn overhits, you know, Uh, Cleveland fails to cover again, now 11 straight games in which they failed to cover, you know, heck, even if you wanted to go with the Rockets, uh, who had lost five in a row, now six in a row, although I thought maybe they would win last night, but as it turned out, a bunch of their guys were out, so did we make any money last night? No. Why? Because you get greedy, and that's uh, one of the aces up the sleeve that the boys in Vegas have, you get greedy. I wasn't gonna fool around with against against the spread with Utah. I said, you know what? There are two just absolute locks to me. Golden State was not losing to the cadavers. They they just, especially after Golden State was coming off a loss to Brooklyn, in which they did not play well. And I have too much respect for Steph Curry to think that with Cleveland playing as lousy as they had, eight straight losses heading into last night, there was just no way they were losing. But I'm not going to lay nine and a half, even though Cleveland's got wallop, right? So let me just go money line, minus 450. So I'm not going to lay 450. I got to put that in a parlay. Put it in with Utah. Same thing. I said, you know, uh, I'm not going to fool around with the seven. You know, maybe they win, but maybe maybe Philadelphia gets the backdoor cover. Who knows? I, at that point, I didn't realize Embiid was not going to be playing. So I said, you know, let me just do Utah on the money line as well. They, they were a seven point favorite. They were minus 250 on the money line. Uh, how much uh, is that going to pay a uh, Golden State and Utah money line parlay? Well, uh, just for the sake of comparison, uh, if you put it in for $100, you would have won 67. And I'm like, geez, 67. That's that's not enough. I you know, I, I gotta find one more team. I, I, you know that that's just not gonna cut. I I got too many bills. I got a generator coming. I got two kids in college. I you know I I, I listen. I, I I gotta you know I gotta find another team in there. So I scoured the NBA, and there was no real. I wanted like a lock. I, I wanted like a 10 point Clippers hosting you know Sacramento type of game. And there really wasn't, you know, especially with the Clippers missing all their players. Otherwise, I would have played them against Miami. But no, uh, I couldn't go Chicago, Indiana. I couldn't go Washington, Houston. Um, I did like the Nets a lot. You know, that's probably where I should have gone. But the point spread was only four. Nets are ten times the team the Queens are, even without the Durant. But I said, no, nah, I don't want to do that. So then let me flip over to the hockey schedule. Let me see if there's a hockey line that I like, right? So we have Toronto at home against Ottawa. Ottawa sticks, all right? You know, Ottawa is probably the worst team. Not only is Ottawa the worst team in the NHL this year, uh, you know, this side of Detroit, they've been the worst team in the NHL for the last three, four, five years, right? They are atrocious. They got three wins heading into last night in 16 games. Uh, The fewest in the NHL, all right? Uh, Even the LA Kings have four. The Red Wings have four. Hell, the Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils, who have played half as many games, have more wins than the Ottawa Senators, right? Even the Red Wings, as I say, have, have more wins than the Ottawa Senators. three lousy wins, right? And it's Toronto... You know the, the Maple Leafs are the best team in the north. At points wise, you know eleven and three, eleven and two heading into last night. They're they're not going to lose to Ottawa, right? All right, let me let me put Toronto in there. They're minus three to one. I'm not going to fool around with laying a goal and a half. Nope, just want them to win. Let me see how much this would pay, and it bumps it up to plus one eighteen. And I'm like, okay, now we're talking. Now, now, okay, I I can put Toronto in there, and that's basically going to double my winnings. Sold. Let me do it. Now I'm not laying a goal and a half or anything. So I got a Maple Leafs, Golden State, and Jazz Money Line Parlay. Jazz come through. Golden State obviously comes through. Toronto is leading five to one. Not two to one. Not three to one. Not four to one. Toronto, first. Place Toronto is leading last place. God awful. Biggest waste of human flesh in hockey uniforms, Ottawa. Five to one. And they're on the power play still. As they had a two-man advantage to close out the second period. Gold. It's in like Flint. All right, the only thing I had to really worry about, that was the first game, was really uh the, the, the Utah Jazz. You know, maybe just maybe their streak comes to an end. I knew Golden State was not losing. But you know, maybe just maybe, you know, Philadelphia, not too bad. You know, maybe they screw up, right? But I, I circle this one. Five one. Five-one. It's five to one against Ottawa. They they I don't I mean, again, I can count on one hand how many games Ottawa has won like the last five years combined. They're, they're atrocious. Toronto's on a power play after they just scored to make it 5-1. to They had a two-man advantage. I, I got another power play here. Maybe make it 6-1. to Why not? Ottawa scores to close out the second period, shorthanded, to make it 5-2. to All right, no big deal. It's, it's still Ottawa. Right, you know, I would have liked to have made it 6-1. to uh would have been content with five to one, not exactly thrilled they scored, short-handed, no less, to make it five to two, but that, well, that's okay. I get a three-goal lead. you told me before the game I could have a three-goal lead against the Ottawa Senators in the third period, I'd sign up in a heartbeat, right? There's no way Toronto can blow. There's no way. It's Ottawa. Uh, third period starts. Ottawa scores. 41 seconds in. And now I'm like, oh, you gotta be freaking. Good. Now I'm starting to sweat. Now I'm starting to say, why? Why did I get greedy? Why did this this, this dopey Toronto team? No way. Just, just just don't even score. Just put six guys back in your own end and just don't let Ottawa score. Ottawa scores right around the six-minute mark. 552 to make it five four. My 5-1 absolute coasting, mark it down as a winner lead, is now down to one against the Ottawa stinking Senators. Go ahead. Name two guys. Name one guy on Ottawa. Name what country Ottawa's in. You can't even do that, for goodness sakes. They've been off the radar so badly. Minutes go by. Now we're at the 10-minute mark. Still 5-4. Okay. We're at the uh, 8-minute mark left in the period in the game. Uh, Okay. Six minutes left in the game. Okay. Four minutes left in the game. Okay. Three minutes left in the game. Okay. Two minutes left in the game. Ottawa scores. Overtime they go. Ottawa scores and they beat Toronto six to five. There goes my parlay. freaking belief. All right, 25 past the hour. Here's truly really Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Tuesday morning. Sports good Radio, Sirius XM 204. Let's check out some uh, prop plays. Yep, so, by the way, uh, just to, to recap, uh, my, my three-team parley went up in smoke because I got greedy. Got greedy. It, it's as simple as that. You know, take the absolute sure winners. Yep, uh, but then you got to throw that one that, you know, you wouldn't think Toronto would lose to Ottawa. But I, I must say, I have seen way more upsets Uh, on the ice when it comes to these prohibitive favorites than any other sport Uh, football you you rarely rarely do you see an actual upset cover the spread yeah but actual beat uh team doesn't happen it really does you'd be surprised um baseball you know to a a lesser extent it it happens in baseball every once in a while uh nba no not in a real game anyway uh, but on the ice, yeah, you see a lot. You know, Believe it or not, you see these dopey teams out of the blue, whether it's Detroit or Ottawa. It's, it's, it seems like whenever you play them or you're against them, that's when they seem to win. It, it's very weird. It, it really is. So they blew a 5-1 late, and I mean late, final minutes of the second period lead. Five, you know how many times? Ottawa, I don't even know how many times Ottawa has scored six goals in the last five years, never alone win a game down five to one. I I mean, I bet it's not more than one or two. I mean, they are just atrocious. You know, picture the Miami Marlins, you know, pre-last year as as the hockey team. If you don't follow hockey, that's what Ottawa is. And to think that they were rallying from 5-1 down, unbelievable. I don't know how they did it somebody got word to ottawa that uh somebody got word to toronto that i bet on them and they just said okay we gotta lose it's, just, it's as simple as that i mean I, I have no doubt in my mind someone put the word out you know uh, it's just unbelievable so uh, no dallas nashville game last night uh that st louis arizona by the way hockey series is finally over arizona actually beat st louis uh, yesterday four, one to nothing so they win that little seventy game series if you will Four games to three. They played seven straight times because of some COVID games being canceled between uh, other teams. Um, let's see. I uh, got the NFL stuff. Yeah, oh, the, the props. All right. So here's what we're going to play tonight as far as uh, some of these over-under props are concerned. And we'll fill out the numbers later on. Because half these games are not posted yet on FanDuel with the the player props. Denver and Boston, we're going to go with uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray. Uh, For Denver, we're going to go under. For Boston, we're going to go Tatum, Brown, and Walker. We're going to go under. those. So we got five in that game. Generally don't have that many, but that's a pretty good game. Uh, New Orleans and Memphis, uh, we're going to play three under. Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and John Morant. Toronto and Milwaukee, pretty good game. Although the uh, Raptors have been struggling of late, we're going to go uh, Fred Van Vliet under, Kyle Lowry under, Greek Freak was really not Greek under, and Chris Middleton under from Milwaukee. Lakers in uh, teacups as L.A. goes back to Minneapolis, their original home. Uh, LeBron James and Carl Anthony Towns. No Anthony Davis, obviously, so those are the only two uh, worthy. Uh, Portland and OKC, we're going to play Damian Lillard under, and we're going to go with Carmelo Anthony under because he's actually been on fire. It's kind of like an opposite thinking here, but he really has played up well the last uh, two and a half, three weeks. And then the last one, Brooklyn's back on the board tonight playing at Phoenix. Now, Phoenix is a pretty good under team, but that said, we'll get to that later on. Kyrie Irving, we're going to play under. James Harden, we're going to go under. Devin Booker, we're going to go under, and Chris Paul, we're going to go under. So we got four there. So in all, we have 4, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, um, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. You got 20 plays in the NBA. Now, is it smart to play 20 games? Nah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But, yeah, you're not going to go 0-20, right? I mean, there's just you're not going to go 0-20. Hockey. Uh, we had three games that are involving teams that are in the upper echelon as far as shots allowed. Remember, it's 31 shots or more. That's our kind of line in the sand. If you allow 31 shots or more, then we go against you with the best players on the opposing team. Islanders and Buffalo play again. They played last night. Don't like this back-to-back stuff, but... Anders Lee's uh, only had two shots yesterday in an Islanders win. Now, I'm thinking he's really due, so his number... Uh, probably will be three. It was last night. And Jordan Eberle two and a half. He had four last night, so he went over. But I'll play those two again. Uh The Rangers in uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, Panarin. Uh, you know Devils. You know Devils are a little. First of all, I haven't played in in uh, you know almost a month. It seems like you know it's been a while, and I, so I don't know what to make of them. They're on the list, but I don't. You know I would be careful with that, uh with that one. And then uh, Minnesota and the L.A. Queens, uh, you got uh, Joel Erickson, Zach Parisi, and uh, Kevin uh, Fiala for Minnesota against the Kings, who are on the list. So just those three uh, games, not that many in the NHL. So we'll see. Again, last night it was 4-6-3, and three. four overs, six unders, and three pushes. And then in the NBA, which we're going under, yesterday was nine overs and seven unders. So we'll do that all week long, and we'll see how things uh, pan out. Hopefully, you know, my thinking is that the shots on goal will go over because you're playing these defensive, lousy teams, and in the NBA, I'm thinking the games are going to go under, or the players will go under, just because, you know, that's how things tend to pan out. Those numbers tend to be a little inflated, and, uh, you know, you'd be surprised at how many times it actually does go under. But again, so far, uh, it's been a little over. Yeah, the Nets are on the schedule, oh, by the way, tonight, so... You have to have to have to have to have to play. The debt's over, right? I mean, you just uh, let's see if Fanduel has a line yet on that one. Uh, they they're a little late with their over unders. Yeah, nothing yet. I'm guessing Phoenix is a pretty good under team. I think they're 15 and seven under. They're one of the better under teams, but I'm guessing that'll be around uh, two. It's been in the two forties. It won't be that. I'm guessing that'll be around two thirty or so. So. Uh, even though Phoenix is a pretty good under team and they're at home but I think them at home would make them a little bit more comfortable flying up and down the court with the nets on the road no you know when you even though there's no fans in the stands but generally thinking when you're at home you know you're a little more susceptible to getting caught up into the emotion of a high scoring game with the fans involved and everything else uh, again, no fans, so you don't know how that's going to play out, but uh, that's why I would go with the Again, it's 19-3 anyway. No matter what Phoenix is on their run, you, you got to keep playing the Overs on, on Brooklyn. Uh, Bucks and uh, Raptors laying 6-2.35.5. No big deal there. you got Portland laying 7.5 at OKC. That's a strange Thunder team. I don't get it. They play their best ball by far, not even close on the road. They're awful at home. And they have a 500 road record. And it really, they should have beat Denver the other day, Sunday, when they blew that game. Otherwise, they'd be 9-7 and seven on the road. They said they're 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, so they're at home tonight against Portland. Don't uh, I don't like laying 7 and a half with the jailblazers on the road. So even though Portland very quietly is playing their best bowl of the season, they're really on fire. Lakers laying 7 and a half against Minnesota. You know, I'll tell you, I, I don't know if I would bet Minnesota here, but they actually have played some pretty good basketball. You know, every every team goes through these streaks somewhere along the line. We saw the Sacramento Kings win seven of eight uh, two weeks ago. So, and, and, and they're awful. They've, they, you know, gone back to being the, the queens. But, but even Sacramento, even Minnesota, every once in a while they go through these little stretches. And they got Carl Anthony Towns back. You know, he missed a couple of weeks with the COVID situation. So that's really affected them. But, you know, they're coming off a nice road win at Toronto. Uh, they did lose to Charlotte, but, you know, by only six. Uh, they did lose to the Clippers, but by only seven, they covered the spread. They lost to Dallas, but they covered the spread as nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. They lost to OKC, but only by two. And then they beat OKC the game before. They uh, lost to the Spurs before that, but only by three um somehow they lost to cleveland well they split in a home and home so but overall against the spread the last uh you know two weeks since uh january 31st 1-0 2-0 3-0 4-0 uh 5-0 6-0 6-1 7-1 7-1 and 1 against the spread so and, and they were atrocious not only you know on the court, but you know, in the bookie house as well. But seven and one against the spread, so I don't know if I could actually pull the trigger on playing them, but I'd be a little bit leery, little little careful of uh, playing going against them uh, with, with the Lakers, uh, Memphis and uh, New Orleans Pelicans. That game's basically pick them. Uh, Pelicans a slight dog uh, on the road, and a uh, pretty good game. Boston laying three against Denver. Boy, how, how about the Celtic line? that's down to 3. Now, Nuggets obviously a pretty good team, although record-wise they're not, but that's how far the Celtics have fallen that they're only a 3-point home favorite. Wow. Something's got to happen with that team. I don't I don't know if they would uh, you know, call up Detroit and see what the, you know, the the Pistons are looking to move on from Blake Griffin. He's got a year and a half left on his contract though. At at big money. 36 million this year, 39 million next year. That's a lot of money for a guy who averages about 12 points a game. He's obviously on the downside of his career. Would you want to make a trade? Six-time All-Star, never any issues. I don't think in the locker room. I don't know what the Celtics would have to give up. You know, probably not a whole heck of a lot. I mean, you you know, really outside of uh, the big three, what would you want from Boston? Nothing. Andre Drummond. I'm not a big fan of Drummond. I'd much, much, much rather have Blake Griffin. You know, Drummond has better numbers, 17 and 13 and a half. I know there were some rumors about the Celtics with him before, but, well, he's never played on a winning team at all. Detroit and Cleveland, he's just not a difference maker at all. I mean, at all. So the only thing with him is he is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I doubt the Cavaliers are going to get much for him, even though he's got the better numbers. Um, But, you know, being a free agent at the end of the year, what are you going to give up for a guy that you probably won't be re-signing? Unless you love him so much and you want to max out on this guy. There's going to be some dopey team that's going to max out on him. I would not. Not at all. Get him on the cheap, okay. Max
0: out, not even close. Opposite picks coming up next.
1: Know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio opposite picks. What are opposite picks? Your newbies ask, Well, we give you five, six, seven games a night, we give you five, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. We proved it all season long. Did go 1-4 and yesterday with one game not being played, but we're still 25 games over 500. 86 winners, only 61 losers. Got a seven-pack of winners for you tonight. Here we go. We'll start in college basketball. Pick number one. Purdue laying five-and-a-half versus Michigan State. There is absolutely no reason in the world to put American money on this Michigan State team anymore. Shame on you if you still are. This team stinks. They suffered their worst home loss under Tom Izzo last time out. And if you think that's going to inspire them this game, think again. They lost by 30 to Rutgers three weeks ago. They followed that up with a 17-point loss to Ohio State. Don't fight it anymore. This team just sucks. Also, Purdue's eight and one at home this year. They're gonna win this game in a rout. Love Purdue laying just five and a half. I mean, Michigan State plus the five and a half. Pick number two: Arkansas laying five versus Florida. Good game in the SEC. I'm gonna grab the home team, Razorbacks. Here, why? They've won six of seven. They're 12 and one at home this season, oh, by the way. And the Gators might be a little rusty after having their last two games postponed. So they haven't played a game in over a couple of weeks. And they're only three and three on the road. Arkansas at home, laying a small number. Love the Razorbacks. It'll be Florida plus the five. Pick number three Missouri laying three and a half at Georgia. You know, I might consider Georgia if there were fans in the stands, but there won't be—at least not that many. So, there's just simply an overmatched team against the 20th-ranked Mizzou Tigers. Tigers should be a solid six-seven point favorite in this game, but the boys in Vegas are giving us a break. They're coming off two straight losses, which is actually good for us because you know they are going to be giving us their a game there's no looking past georgia bulldogs just five and eight in conference play they don't stand a chance tonight love missouri lane just three and a half give me georgia plus the three and a half pick number four saint john's lane two versus xavier what's this saint john's is only a two-point home favorite are you kidding me St. John's, believe it or not, is one of the hottest teams in the nation. Yeah, they're coming off a tough loss to Butler, but they've still won seven of nine. They're eight and one against the spread of the last nine games, and they have revenge on their mind as they lost to Xavier back in early January when they were struggling. This will be Xavier's only second game in February, thanks to some cancellations as well. Red Storm will torpedo Xavier. And oh, by the way, it's storming here in New York. Talk about karma, the red storm. They got to win on a day like this. Give me Xavier plus the two. Pick number five, Nebraska plus nine at Maryland. I know Nebraska stinks. I get it. But Maryland has no business being a nine-point favorite over anybody. And actually, Cornhuskers are coming off two of their best performances of the season, an overtime loss to nationally ranked Illinois last Friday, and then a road win at Penn State this past Sunday. So, You know what? There's no reason to think they can't hang with this Maryland team, which is mediocre. Really, it only has two Big Ten wins of 10 points or more, Maryland. So maybe they win Maryland, but are they going to cover nine points? No way. Give me Maryland minus the nine. Pick number six, Illinois laying 12.5 versus Northwestern. Now, I don't normally lay double digits in basketball games, especially rivalry games, but the Battle of Illinois will go to Illinois as Northwestern sucks. How bad, you ask? Well, how about the Wildcats have now lost 11 in a row? Yeah, who cares, Scott? What about against the spread? That's what we care about. Uh, how about 2-8-1 and one against the spread in those 11 losses? So not only are they losing on the court, but they're losing in the bookies in Vegas as well. Illinois meanwhile has won 5 in a row 9 of 11 going an impressive 7-3 and 1 against the spread. I mean, everything points to Illinois. Give me Northwestern plus the 12 and a half. And pick number 7, we're going to go to the NBA. Milwaukee laying 6 versus Toronto. First things first, are the Bucks going to lose this game? No. Why do I say that? Because they've lost 3 in a row and they haven't lost 4 in a row in over three seasons yep you got to go back to the 2017-18 season the last time the Bucks have lost four straight so they are not losing tonight are they covering well, the last time they lost three in a row, they beat a good Boston Celtic team by eight points last year. Same thing happens here. Raptors are also struggling, going just five and six. Their last eleven games, they're just six and nine on the road this year. I mean, again, everything points to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now you gotta play the Bucks. They are not losing this game and they are covering. mean Toronto, the Raptors plus the six. Our opposite pick, 7-pack today. We got 6 in college hoops. Michigan State plus 5.5, Florida plus 5, Georgia plus 3.5, Xavier plus 2, Maryland minus 9, Northwestern plus 12.5, and And, uh, give me the Raptors plus the 6 against the Milwaukee Bucks. And opposite picks for Tuesday, February 16th. All right, there you go. Everything will be posted on the website uh, later on this morning. So i give you a nice seven-pack today. as uh, We lost one game yesterday as the TCU game against uh, Texas Tech was canceled, so we'll even things out. Try and give me at least uh, six a, a night. Uh, that's when it really, really uh, goes in the boys in Vegas' favor. So some pretty good ones tonight. And, uh, you know, it, it really is tough to put American money on Michigan State. I think they're going to get walloped by Purdue. I mean, that, that team, that Michigan State team, uh, you know, you just talked about waving the white flag. And, and again, normal. normally, I'd say, after getting embarrassed like they did last time out at home, losing by 30, that they'd be inspired. But again, they lost by 30 to Rutgers three weeks ago, and they lost by 17 the following game. There's no reason to think that they're going to be competitive tonight. There, there really isn't. St. John, oh yeah, I love St. John's. I mean, late two against Xavier. I know Xavier's halfway decent. Don't get me wrong, but... This kind of reminds me of last night's Knicks-Hawks game in that, you know, St. John's has not really gotten that much respect, but they've actually played pretty well. They lost their last time out, but that snapped a six-game winning streak. They've won seven of nine. They're at home, eight and one against the spread their last nine. You know, Xavier's okay, but uh, you would think the the Red Storm at home would be able to uh, to win. And, uh, you know, even Illinois laying 12, but Northwestern just blows. Uh, Again, I don't like laying double digits, but she's Northwestern. They've lost 11 in a row. They've only covered two of those games. They're getting crushed. Rivalry or no rivalry, and that is a little bit of a rivalry. Illinois and Northwestern uh, is uh, Northwesterns in Evanston, uh, which is what about? uh used to live right around a quarter, but the half hour outside of Chicago. Um, so it's a battle of Illinois. So, uh, but I, I would think Illinois would crush them. And and they're playing good basketball. Yesterday we did only go one and four. It's going to happen. And you know every, every blue moon, what you think is going to happen actually occurs. I did like Florida State, and, and they, while of Virginia, I'm surprised. I didn't think they were going to win so easily. They led by 20 at the half. They were, you know what it was? They had the recipe in order to beat Virginia, and that is they couldn't miss from three-point land. Uh, they, they were just shooting the heck out of the basketball. They were up 20 at the half. Virginia made a nice little run to start the second half, cut it to 14, but Florida State It was just one of those nights where everything was falling for Florida State. And if you hit your shots, I know this sounds simplistic, but – it, you know, when they fall into a zone, and if you could hit some of these three pointers and, and spread the Virginia defense out a little bit versus packing it in, th- then you got a shot. And, and last night, the shots fell. You know, it's not like they were getting dunks and stuff, but you get an athletic team like Florida State, you got a, a, a much better chance versus a plotting team when you go up against Virginia. So they won that one going away 81 to 60, and the game actually went over. Uh, the Knicks last night, I, I did love New York. I, I don't understand why Atlanta was the favorite in that game. So Atlanta was the opposite pick that lost. Uh, we did win with the Bulls plus five and a half. They won outright against Indiana. Uh, and then we had uh, Philadelphia again as the opposite pick uh, against Utah. You, you got to be crazy to go against the, the Jazz. But, you know, opposite picks, you got to be legit about it. And same thing with uh, Cleveland. We had Cleveland as an opposite play against uh, Gold State. So. You know, we, had, we went uh, we went against some monster, monster trends uh, last night in the NBA. And uh, if you went opposite, you paid the price. So one in four. But, they you know, it was, and in fact, I, I get this asked all the time. You know, People say, well, what side should I bet, Scott? Should I bet the opposite or the side you really like? And actually half the people don't even quite understand opposite picks. It does take a little uh, used to, I suppose. Um, and I always tell people as far as what side you take, whatever side you want. You take the side that I really like, or you take the side opposite. I don't. I don't tell you what to do. you know. Listen, I have my own issues with my money. You know, you, I don't want to work with your money. You do whatever you think strikes your fancy. In fact, what I really recommend is you take your own seven games. Uh, you don't have to listen to my seven games or six games, whatever the case may be. Do your own seven, and and go opposite. But you got to You know, it's not easy. It's it's a, it's a lot easier said than done, because once you start having success or even failure, you start writing the seven picks down, and then you start saying, well, you know, I really kind of like Florida, so I know I'm going to go opposite, so let me tell myself I like Arkansas, even though I kind of like Florida, but again, I want to play, you know, that those are the games that you play. So you, you have to be legit about the teams you really, really like. That's why you can't do, like, a 50-50 game, because you tend to subconsciously put the team that you want to play as your opposite pick and that's that's the feet and the purpose of it all you got to take the ones you really like and just you just get a list uh and, and just um you know do do one two three four five six seven like get the point spread get the local paper go to fan duel you know and just do it real quickly and then then you reverse them and and i'm telling you more times than not uh it, it would come out on top so but uh, those are ops picks again. We'll put them on the website and uh, good luck with the, everyone with that. So, you, but you do have uh, you know a couple of the trends uh, that are involved. Um, you know, back in action uh, later on tonight, including that Nets one, 19 and three over, and that's uh, you know that that is really you know that that's tough to go against. That that's the one. Boston, Denver, you know, uh, nothing crazy there. Memphis, uh, New Orleans, nothing crazy there. Uh, Milwaukee, I told you about, you know, they haven't lost four. Think about that. They haven't lost four in a row in four seasons. That's pretty darn good. Um, and you got Portland playing some pretty good basketball. But the Nets won. That, that line should be right around 230 or so. That That's what I'm expecting. College basketball, you know, light, light, light slate last night. And tonight, um, no, nothing crazy, crazy. The Florida-Arkansas game should be pretty good. Tell you how I feel about that one. The, the St. John Xavier game should be pretty good. Uh, early on at 7 o'clock, you have uh, Missouri and Georgia, you know, um, halfway decent. But you don't really have that monster, monster game. You know, the train wreck game, if you want to continue to see Michigan State struggle, would be Michigan State uh, at Purdue at 7 o'clock. But uh, you don't have any of the big, big, big boys. Texas, Oklahoma, actually. You know what, later on at 9 o'clock. Yeah, I missed that one. That should be a real good game. That's your, that's your headline. i noticed that this year that, you know, a lot of the uh, the better games – are starting at nine o'clock, and that Texas Tech TCU game was uh, switched over to tonight. So uh, they've actually had the major, you uh, know, pray for you guys, major weather issues down in Texas. Uh, that's what's causing some of these games to be postponed. Not, not, not the Corona stuff, but just the weather. So hopefully they can get that uh, Texas Tech TCU game in. So all right, we'll take a break. Come back, we'll update the poll question, and we'll wrap up shop with some stories that we didn't have time to delve into too much today on a Tuesday. February 16th. Here's Julie Scott Wilson sitting in on Sirius XM channel 204 Sports Grid Radio.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: right, uh, let's check out our poll question one more time before we are through. Scott Wetzel, opposite fix on this uh, Tuesday morning. Sports Grid Radio, Series 6M204. Uh, what's the most impressive, amazing current streak? Jazz, uh, I wrote 18. I should have said 19. There ought to be a way where you can edit if, if you screw up. Uh, you really can delete it, but... Uh, I don't want to delete all the votes already. So I, the, the Jazz are actually 19 and one straight up, uh, 18 one to one against the spread. The Jazz winning streak against the spread streak. Uh, Brooklyn Nets 19 and three over their last 22 games, or the uh, Cavaliers 0 and 11 against the streak run. Uh, Jazz, uh, not surprising yet. Uh, nearly 83 percent of the votes uh, getting most of the vote. Brooklyn Nets at ten percent, and Cavs at uh, only seven percent, and so far no others. So um, not necessarily surprised, but I'd say that's one that nineteen and three over, and an zero and eleven is is I thought it'd be a little bit more evened out to tell you the truth than uh, what it actually is. But uh, that's okay. The vote will be up there all day long, and we'll update that tomorrow when we give you the new poll. A couple of stories here that we did not have time to delve into too much. Uh, Blake Griffin and the Pistons. He's not going to play until the Pistons uh, trade him they've agreed that it doesn't uh, pay at this point to risk injury Andre Drummond as well with the Cleveland Cavaliers I always liked Blake Griffin I, I think he actually could help a team the problem with Gr- Griffin is that he has two years left this year or next year whereas Drummond uh, is going to be a free agent this year and and Griffin's got 36 million this year 39 million left on his contract next year but you know I think I actually think if you have the salary cap space he could uh, really help a team out. Broncos uh, are apparently going to try and get involved in the, uh, the Sean Watson trade, according to reports. You know, if you want to put a little flyer on a team, you know, you can get the Broncos right now at pretty good money. If they get the Sean Watson, that uh, that thing will all turn around. Adrian Peterson, uh, back in the news, says he wants to run. Uh, wants to uh, play until he's 40 years old. Wants to catch, uh, you know, the all-time leader, Emmett Smith's rushing record, which he's 3,000 yards. Yes, that's not going to happen. But good job by everyone involved. We'll do it all again tomorrow right here on Opposite Picks on Grid Radio, Sirius 6M 203. Be safe.